what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. I am one of the two aforementioned Brothers in Tech, hence the title of the show. But there is another Brother in Tech joining me as well, and that is my brother, Brian Jackson. Brian, how are you doing? Alan, I am. I'm just so excited to be here. (laughs) You know, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) This is this is this is what I look forward to every week. Actually, really? are, you, are you? Yeah, are you believing that? Really? Are you yeah, buying? Into I mean, it? Um, <laughs> no. Actually, I I do because I do know that you and I enjoy talking about technology. We do. And this is kind of a fun thing to do, and I and, and I, it does and I, laugh, our- I laugh, but I really do look forward to this. This is uh, this is yeah. good time. I mean, again, I want people to know this is the only time my brother and I talk to each other. So, one of these times, we're probably going to need to get off on a tangent and ask about you know our parents and see how they're doing and everything. But this is this is all we talk about. Well, it's funny. I mean, yeah, we get on this recording and like you and I'd be like, Hey, Hey, uh, how's your, how's your family? Good. How's your family? Great. Okay, good. Let's, let's talk technology. And that's basically, that's our, that's our process now, but I do enjoy these times getting together and I hope it's at least some helpful information for people listening to. Um, as always got thoughts and ideas, feedback for us, maybe talk about other topics you'd love to hear us discuss in the future. Certainly let us know. We'll let you know at the end of the episode, how to do that. Also, at the end of the episode, as always, we will have our Brothers in Tech suggestion, where Brian and I both recommend something relating to the topic we're discussing today. So make sure you stick around for the end of the episode to hear those recommendations as well. Oh, they're going to stick around, Alan. They're going to stick around. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. We have loyal listeners. Yep. I completely I completely believe Listen, that. if they're here at this um, point already, if they're one of the few that are here listening, they're going to stick around. Okay? So yes. stick around. We'll have our bits at if the end of If you've made it to episode 12.2, which is where we are today, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you still here. Um but let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about, Brian, because yeah. it, it is a, a serious subject. It is talking about it, it's off of our home automation series. We've been talking about home automation and using technology to really automate things in your home for the last couple of episodes. This is our second deep dive episode off that topic. And we're going to be talking about home security. So the idea of protecting your home, protecting your home from intruders, uh, people trying to get in for any nefarious reasons. How do you make sure your home can stay secure using technology these days? And uh, it is something very timely for me because, as I mentioned, I think in the last episode, I am in midst, as we record this, of a home move, moving to a new home. And uh, really, I'm like days away from doing this. And I just plucked down some money on a new home security system. So nice. I'm going to save that for my nice. my brothers in tech suggestion, my bits later in the episode. Yeah, so, I'm excited because I, I don't even know. What I system did Alan shit. go with? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. What 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 system did Alan choose? It's, it's a well, tease. We're teasing well, it for now, in the episode. Now we know people are definitely not turning us off, right? They are sticking exactly. around to figure out what Alan, what Alan did. So I feel like this is going to be a viral moment. <laughs> I think this is going to go viral. <laughs> 
what home system security system did Alan choose? Yeah, there's a hashtag in there somewhere. What did what would Alan do? Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that when we get to that point in the episode. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's jump right into our topic, Brian, where we are talking about home security systems. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's an important topic. I, I, I mean, you, you talked about how this is, you know, this is a serious, important topic. But I also think yeah. when we mentioned automation before, I think you and I talked about, you know, lights are the easy, it's the easiest, the gateway drug, right? Lights are the easy way to get into this. Um, but this is usually the justification people have, Right. People that are getting into automation, they're thinking they'll usually use, you know, if if you're someone who maybe your spouse doesn't want you spending money on tech, a lot of times you're like, hey, but I can get security, right? We can actually make it more secure. And so I think it's one of those, those uh, you know, it used to be that security systems were a little out of a lot of our reach and maybe thought to be unnecessary to spend as much as you had to spend. But now it's all within our reach to where we can really do some cool things. So I think this is this is a great topic to have here. Well, and, and and I think it's kind of you alluded to it already, just it being, maybe being something that was possibly cost prohibitive to people in the past, or people felt like they were getting locked into some sort of service and contract. Uh, things have changed. And I, I'm not going to say, Brian, that, you know, people shouldn't still consider traditional home security systems. Uh, that is a route to take still. My home at this moment that I'm in currently does have one of those professional uh, home security uh, systems in place that we pay a monthly fee. Uh, they came in and installed all the hardware, ran all the wiring throughout the house house years ago, and it's run through a a, a vendor. Uh, and that is still a model. That is still a, a a option for people. If somebody said, you know what, I just want to let somebody else come in and configure it and put all the sensors that need to be done in my house put in all the equipment and I want them to monitor it for me. So they will call the police or anything else. If, if something trips the alarm, there are still companies doing that. And that is still a viable model for a lot of people. The, the shift really happened, Brian, I think a few years ago when we started seeing how you can now get wireless equipment to do home security. Wireless is strong enough now where you could truly get good home security devices to run on a wireless network. See, once you turn it wireless, then all of a sudden the power now can go to the end user saying, well, if it's wireless things, I just need to put wireless sensors up at places and uh, put up new equipment and it just works on my wireless network. Then all of a sudden it becomes more of a do-it-yourself yeah. type of project yeah. where you can say, I just want to go buy the equipment. I plug it in. Uh, it goes on my wireless network. There's maybe a mobile app to configure it and it's all ready to go. So that's where... That's where we've seen the shift in the last few years. And that's where I think there's a lot of exciting options now for somebody who's willing to dig in and and do it themselves. Yeah. And uh, it also becomes a much more, I think, a much more flexible platform for people where you could start as small or go as large as you want and still know that you could do it yourself. So, Well, let's also put in the, uh, the situation that you're in right now. So let's say that yeah. you, instead of buying or having a, uh, a full-on system where someone comes in and monitors it for you and you piecemeal your own system together, my guess would be when you move to your new house, you're wanting to take that system with you, right? So now that's something you actually can do, which you couldn't do before, right? You you could not go and just pick up your sensors and take them with you. Now okay, there's right. a lot of really great options and uh, opportunity, I think, given that we have the uh, kind of the a la carte versions or the do-it-yourself versions. So uh, 
So let's Great. make sure I'm make sure I'm clear, Alan, because I've never actually owned a a security system through a monitoring service, right? Okay. So who's the person that should be looking at that? What's the what's the reasons why you would want to do that? Yeah. So here, here's 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 the reasons why you would when you're at that decision tree process. Let's say you decided you're going to put a new security system in your home, or you're going to move to a house and you want to have one put in. Uh, the first question ought to be, um, you know, do you want somebody to, to completely handle this for you? Meaning they're going to come in, put all the sensors and, and install all the hardware in your house to make the system work. And then they're going to monitor it for you on a monthly basis. If that sounds appealing to you, meaning you just don't want to worry about placing sensors on door frames or windows. You don't want to worry about camera placement. You don't want to worry about you know, just getting notifications when something goes off, you want somebody to respond and police to be notified or anything else. Then, and you don't mind there being a, possibly a contract involved Mm -hmm. and a monthly fee uh, that may be a little higher than you would normally pay for any do it yourself option. But if that's, if that's important to you, then that's where I think you go the uh, turnkey, you know, professional services type of security system. Okay. Uh, ADT, here in this region, we have CPI. There's a lot of other ones across the nation that still do this, and uh, they do a great job. So if that's if that sounds appealing to you, that's the direction I think you go. You don't need to worry about the tech side at all under that. You let them handle it. Okay. Um, so so just to to recap there. So you're saying if I want someone to do the install for me, so that's one piece, right? Is that they're going to handle the install if they handle the monitoring. Okay, both of which we're going to say in a little bit could be done in other ways, right? That the yeah. the install and the monitoring could be done in other ways. Yes. Um, the communication part has been always been my kind of cue as to this is what makes a difference, right? Is that we'll talk a little bit about the fact that you can be notified in many ways via your uh, text message or a, a notification, but usually I see these services they'll call the they'll call nine one one for you. Right. They have kind of a queue yeah. level. Maybe there's even a an alarm that once this happens, we're calling 911 that or our security person is going to do a run by your house. Right. So there's another level of security that can happen there. Um, yeah. And I would even say because of all this, I'm assuming there's also warranty issues in place that says if that particular thing goes bad, mm. we're on the hook for it, not just you. Right, because you're paying that. Oh, it's a service. it's a true service. I mean, you are basically paying a professional security firm to manage your security system for you. And if something goes wrong, if one of the sensors goes out, mm-hmm. if if something doesn't work, they're going to notify you, and then they're either going to send out somebody to replace it or something else. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. Yep. And uh, yeah, and you set up the protocols with them about what happens if an alarm goes off. Uh, I think the the typical approach is they have a number like your phone number. They're going to try to call first to see you know if it's legit or not. If if the alarm keeps going off, they can actually come in over like in our case over our loudspeaker. We have a speaker installed as part of the system where they can talk to us in the house and or if it's somebody else in the house and ask for a password or ask for any kind of indication that they have to pass. And if that person doesn't give the password or nobody responds to the speaker, they can immediately call the police and have that. So again, that's all handled. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, what's nice about it is that if I'm out of, if I'm out of the state somewhere far away or I'm out of, I don't have a cell phone signal and somebody breaks into my house, the police will get called yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, at that point. I don't have to worry about doing it. 
So again, that's nice. I do like that peace of mind with it. The thing I don't care for, and the reason I'm looking at a different system when I move, is it is a high monthly fee, higher than I'd like to pay per month. It's not movable, again, which I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I can't take any of the equipment that's in this house right now and just take it and move it with me. I, It is stuck with the house. So it goes with the house. If I wanted to get a new system put in the new house, I would have to have them come out and install all new equipment and put it there. Yep. So for that reason, and because I, I feel like technology-wise, I can, I, can, I can build my own system, I'd rather do that. Yep. Um, but again, I'm not downplaying professional services because I do think there's a, there's a, a market for that. And I think there's an audience for that as yeah. well. So. so I think you bring up a really yeah. good point because I'm trying to, I'm trying to visualize right now, who's the person that, that tip uh, that traditional security system is still really good for. Right. And I would say if, if you're somebody who's does not carry a smartphone all the time, this is, you know, the, the do it yourself systems are not going to do you a lot of good, right? Because usually those do it yourself systems are simply about notification. Like something just happened. They're not, they're not going to the next step of calling 911 for you, or at least there, there are some of them, but you're talking about, you know, you need a service that you're paying continually for to have that monitoring piece, right? So if you're someone who doesn't carry a cell phone with you all the time, uh, if you're not available all the time, then you need and, and you're worried about that next level of accountability. And if you're somebody who uh, wants, you know, to the the install done for you, which of course can be done with all these levels, you could pay someone to come do these installs. But you you seriously don't think you're someone who wants to go and check those things often, right? Like you you want to. It's like it's like having a homeowners association, right? I want. I want that handled and I'm willing to pay for it because I'm not willing to uh, remind myself and making sure that I'm on the hook for that. Right. So that's that person. That's why it tends to be the, maybe the older population who says, Hey, listen, I don't want to be wetted in my phone. And I'm, and I'm maybe a little bit more nervous about my security in my home at that point. I want to put, put this on someone else's plate to make sure that they can, you know, they handle it. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, people who are not listening to this podcast. Probably. Probably. I right? mean, let's go ahead and assume that if you're listening to this podcast, chances are high you're, you're probably interested, in, interested yeah. in exploring the the do-it-yourself model, which is where you and I, Brian, are both kind of yep. I'm getting ready to go into and you have dabbled with yourself. Yep. So yep. um so let's talk about what that means. Yeah, let's go to that um, next level. Because again, we're there's not much more advice we can give on the professional services side. You you go to a vendor, a company, a trustworthy company, and they'll put together recommendations and plans for you and take care of everything. I'll do it yourself. It is truly do it yourself. Yep. So let's, let's talk about that. Well, just yeah. to give us a benchmark though, can you give me what's a, what's a, what's a general amount for that kind of system? The, the, the so, CPI, um, the ADT, I mean, are we talking 20 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month. Well, I, I'm paying on the higher end for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, uh, my, my system is using wireless, okay. uh, wireless network to, to dial out if the, uh, so we don't have to have a phone line Okay. because we got rid of our landline phone lines a while back. So this uses so that's an extra feature. internet to do dial out and all that. So it does cost a little more for that. Yep. I have a video camera, which was something that added to the monthly costs. So yeah, I'm paying like 49 bucks okay. a month. All right. Which 
is probably on the higher end of what I would expect somebody to pay for a ongoing monitoring service. So you'd say maybe 30, um, 30 to 50 bucks a month is the range that you're going to be in if you're, uh, yeah. if you're getting someone else to do the monitoring and install and, and warranty Correct. for you. Okay. Now, granted, they technically will... I had to buy some of the equipment up front or purchase some of the equipment up front. So some of it does belong to me. Mm. You know, if I truly want to go and unscrew it and try to take it out. Um, some of it is included in that monthly fee I pay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So you say that next level is what you and I talked about, Pemi, having three levels here, right? So yeah, that's I do think there's a middle, sure. I think there's a middle level. I do too. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So, there are companies that are offering uh, what are kind of considered a turnkey security service or system. It's still do-it-yourself, meaning you still buy the pieces. Yep. You install them. They yep. don't send anybody to your house. There's no technician that comes in. You buy the pieces you want of, of the security, which we're going to talk about kind of what those pieces may, may consist of in a minute. But you buy the pieces you want. You install them yourself in your house, which are easy to do. They give you instructions on doing it, but then they provide a monitoring service, meaning that once you get it all connected, you're still going to, you're going to pay them a monthly fee for them to monitor your system. And if there's an alarm, they handle all the communications and notifications and all that. So simply safe is a, an example of this is a very popular one right now. Yep. A lot of people are seeing on, on uh, television advertising and online advertising for it. And it is a good popular system, well-regarded, gets a lot of good high reviews. It is one of those services where they provide a monitoring service for you. You buy the equipment as a one-time fee, and then you have a, a, a monitoring service that you, you agree to on a month-to-month basis. So, for example, if you go Simply Safe and say, I'm going to buy all the pieces, it may cost two, three, four hundred dollars $400 to get all the elements you want. And then you're you may be paying them uh, on the low end, twelve to fifteen dollars a month yep. for yep. monitoring. On the higher end, maybe closer to twenty five thirty. Um, so that's kind of a hybrid where it's like you know, there's no technicians, nobody comes to your house. You can install it yourself, but they do roll it into a monitoring service ongoing every month yep. uh, for you to have. So yeah. you're so so loudly just kind of to compare them. This is for the person who really likes the all in one. I want a service. I want someone monitoring but also probably has a phone with them and they feel at least comfortable taking something out of a box and installing it based on the instructions. Right. So you don't mind, you're, you're the person who doesn't mind installing it, but you do want a full system. You don't want to have to personally monitor a number of different devices. You want devices that are going to work together. You probably have to have a wireless system. I'm assuming, Right. For most of these, you're going to have to have a Wi-Fi or a uh, a internet Mm -hmm. home internet, because that's the way it's going to work. You um, have to have internet. That's yeah. absolutely. Now, a lot of these, you know, that that's going to be something we're going to, I'm going to mention as a consideration, whether it's a system that'll work on your wireless network, or if you have to have um, hard line like a, ethernet like cables and, run and hardwire yeah. after that, yeah. which most of the ones we're talking about modern are all wireless, but yep. there are a couple I ran into in my research that still say to use this particular model or this particular uh, base hub for your security system, it's got to be hardwired on Ethernet. Yeah, so interesting. That still exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's that, it's, so that's it's, kind it's of your tweener. middle option, Brian. Yeah, yeah, this is the yeah that's, that's the in-betweener. That's somebody who still wants the to know a professional is monitoring their system, but doesn't mind buying the pieces and putting them in their house themselves. Yeah, and I assume there's probably a little bit more uh, 
warranty built in or at least accountability on the the system side that says, yeah. hey, listen, you know, here you go. You need to upgrade this or you need to change this because it's not working within our system. There's there's a little bit more oversight that's going to happen. And that's yeah. why you're paying you're paying for it. Right. You're going to pay yeah. a little more. So that's simply safe. That's yep. one of the that's one of the options, probably the most prominent yep. one you hear of in that middle ground that we're talking about. Um, so that's a good option. And again, I know a lot of people that have simply safe and are very happy with, mm-hmm. with that security system. So I can definitely vouch for it from, from everything I've read, seen and heard. Um, but then, you know, let's, let's kind of spend where we're going to spend our time, which is really more, I, I truly just want to do it myself, whether or not you want monitoring from a professional or not is more of an optional thing as yeah. opposed to a required thing. You just want to build the system you want to build and be watching and monitoring the way you want to watch and monitor it. And that's where you have a lot of options right now. Mm -hmm. You really do. That's where things can get really creative with what you do here. Um, So when we say the do-it-yourself model, it truly is going to a website, going to buy the pieces you need, bringing them together, hooking them up, and then you using your home automation hub of whatever that may be, that platform, that HomeKit, Alexa, um, Google home, whatever it may be to make them all work together and build the system you want to have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the, so, yeah. And it may be, maybe do it yourself. Isn't quite the right wording because simply safe, you do have to do some of yourself, but you're, you're talking about, you actually have to monitor yourself too. You're the, well, you can be combined to that, but let's say a la carte, right? This is one where you yeah, can a la carte. piece piecemeal different things that each do a purpose and, yeah. you know, create your own system, right? You're creating your own, well, putting together your own yeah. system. Let's think about the audiences for this too, Brian. Let's say you are, you have a, an apartment, okay? You you uh, have a small apartment. You don't, you know, not a lot of space, but you yep. do want to have it protected. The nice thing is with this kind of modeling, you can basically buy, you know, one piece, yep. one little item. Could be a camera, could be something else to just monitor your your, your apartment. And that's all you need. You do not need a long uh, big process. You don't need a lot of other equipment and you don't, let's say you, you don't need it to be professionally monitored on a 24 seven basis. You just need to be notified on your phone. Cause you keep your phone with you everywhere you go. You need to be notified if your, your, your security system goes off or detects yeah. anything yeah. that's on the simplest terms. That's what you can do Buy one piece, no ongoing fees. Just make sure you can be notified when something happens and then it's up to you to either call the police or do whatever you need to do at that point. And I mean, that's a one-time purchase of that one piece of equipment you need and no ongoing fees and you're covered. Yep. You got something that works. Yep. So, or you could go all the way to the other end of the extreme and get a sensor for every door, every window. It's a multi-floor house. You got cameras everywhere. You've got motion sensors everywhere. And you can also do that. You could add them through all throughout your house have them all tied into your wireless network, all tied into your, your home hub, whatever that may be. And then you can decide whether it's a service that you want to add monitoring to, if it's available based on what equipment you got or not, or have it still notify you by phone. So that's where we're talking about. These options really become kind of interesting uh, how you want to configure your own home security system. Yeah. And also, you know, one of the questions I get from, uh, from people about this all the time is, well, if I, if I do the a la carte, do I, do I really need to stay with that company when I buy other pieces? So let's say I bought a camera from this one company. Do I need to get the sensors from that company as well? And do I need to get the door lock from that same company as well? 
And this is where I think that's kind of interesting. It depends on the way you want to interact with it. If all you're talking about is you've got devices that are going to send you a notification on your phone, I could care less if the notification is coming from Simply Safe or from Wise or from you know Nest or from Ecobee, right? And they're all coming as notifications. So if a door opens or a window opens and there are different notifications that come in, but they're coming on my phone telling me that. I don't really care, Mm -hmm. right? I don't really care. And I think the beauty is that if that's your interaction, is your phone, is your notification system, you know, it's, it's endless, the combinations that you can put together. Now, if you're someone who wants things that talk to each other, okay, when the window happens, then I want this to occur. I want this light to come on. I want this to do. Now, all of a sudden it gets a little bit more complicated and some of those are going to require a lot of, uh, creative uh, automation, right, to do that. And you may be better off sticking with the same system. If you've got multiple cameras, sometimes I think the same, having the those cameras all be on the same system is a good thing. Because um, if I had, let's say, an indoor camera, an outdoor camera, a backyard camera, the beauty is that cameras are a little different. And cameras, it my understanding is that you don't use maybe a a home kit for your cameras as much. You're going to use probably the app that shows you the video. And it'd be nice to go to one app that has three different videos, right? For your three cameras. And so to me, camera systems are, are generally where you maybe want to stay with the same line if possible. But if you're just talking about notifications, like movement, yeah. opening a door, opening a window, you know, to me, I don't see a whole lot of, a whole lot of need to stick with the same company unless you really, you know, are brand sensitive. So it's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, so let's what let's talk about. We've kind of already hit on a few kind of in passing, but let's just kind of sum up for everybody what what the elements of a Types. home security system are. Like what pieces, what parts, what do they, what functions do they serve? Because I want to make sure we're all on the same page about uh, what a home security system includes or could be a part of, and what and what's not. So you mentioned cameras. Yep. You know. Uh, Again, I kind of remember back, you know, having a home security system on my my original home when I got married, and we had a small system there. The cameras were, I mean, you couldn't, we couldn't afford a camera because it was such a high dollar item to have a camera in your house. It was like, whoa, that's like really high end yep. to do. Nowadays, it's fairly commonplace yep. to have a camera monitoring the inside of your house or even outside of your house. Um, it's for motion detection. If, if it sees something moving at a time, it's not expecting it, that could trigger an alarm. Uh, it's, you know, recording at sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if you did have motion activity, it could record it automatically. Some of these elements will let you do some of these cameras um, or just peace of mind. I use the camera uh, for a while. Once we put it in our current house, when my, uh, one of my boys started riding the bus home from school and was home by himself when he was about an early teenager and I wanted to be able to like actually look in the kitchen in main area to make sure, you know, he's home, saw him. It's great. You know, if just check and make sure everything looks good. So the cameras are good for those kind of purposes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, camera's great. And I think just about every, I think at this point, any type of home security system you try to start building, if you go to like one vendor and want to use all their pieces, the camera is almost becoming the hub yep. of these security systems. It's like, that's the main piece you got to have for motion detection to be able to see the camera remotely. If you want to see it from outside of the house. And then some cameras do other things. Like there's one I know that 
it's a, it's like the hub of the security system for uh, the the company I'm planning on using. It also has a siren built mm-hmm. into that camera as well. So if it sees motion and it um, is programmed or told that that's what it's supposed to do, if it detects motion, then it can actually sound off an alarm from that unit as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, no, I'm, I've actually been pretty impressed with the technology that they have now with these cameras. Um, and so for those those of you who are looking into security cameras, some of the features that I think are pretty exciting, and I would I would certainly think about your situation, um, face detection, right? There are some now that, you know, even if you have wind blowing outside and the, uh, the, the leaves are moving, that it won't notify you because it's not recognizing a face or, or actually it's not recognizing a person. It's recognizing other movement. Um, I would also be on the lookout for zone detection, and so, mm-hmm. you know, let's say that you have a, a wide angle uh, camera at your at the front of your house, which is going to potentially be on the road and you're going to have cars going by back and forth all the time. So given that it's wide angle, that's great. It's covering a wide view, but you don't want to be notified every time someone drives drives by your house. Right. That doesn't make any sense. So you can actually go into a lot of these and say, OK, here's here's the, dr- the zone I'm drawing, which is you know, the bottom right of this screen, which is close to my house. If anybody gets in that, if anything moves in that mm-hmm. section, notify me. Or if anybody, if anything moves in this section over here, which is where I have a car that's always parked or an extra car, if anybody gets close to that, notify us. I think those are really important things so that you can customize uh, because I can tell you it, it early on, it gets to be pretty annoying. If you have a pet and you don't have these zones set up and all of a sudden you're getting buzzed all day long that your pet's moving around right? You start to ignore it, right? You start to kind of think, yeah. well, I'm not going to pay attention anymore. And then you're losing the the use of it. So, that defeats the purpose yeah. of the system. So I sure. think zones, yeah. I think uh, uh, person detection, um, I think the ability to be able to have voice pass through is really important to me that, you know, I want to know that given that I don't do a monitoring system and 911 is not going to be involved here at all, that if I get notified, I need to have some way of either scaring that person away if they're close to my house. And one way to do that would be either have the siren that you're talking about, or as you've all probably seen on uh, commercials, being able to talk to my phone that then broadcast to a person saying, get away from my house, police have been called, blah, blah, blah. So I think those are really important features that almost all of them will have some version of, but you need to look to make sure that, uh, that you're using those effectively. So, yeah. Yeah, cameras are, are really big now. So um, I think actually I've seen, it seems like in a lot of these systems and a lot of these vendors are selling these things, the camera has actually become more important than what we used to think it was always the door and motion and the window sensors were always the big thing on yeah. these security systems. And they're still around and they're still obviously useful and, and helpful, but they seem to kind of be a little less important than just having a really good solid camera yeah. to use in the hub of your house. Um, speaking of sensors, you know, it's another element to it. That's the traditional, you know, if, if a door opens or a window opens when it's not supposed to, that's a trigger for an alarm. So these sensors that you get that you can do on, uh, have on a do it yourself plan, uh, very simple. They're Mm -hmm. mostly just adhesive. They're all wireless. It is truly just, uh, almost like magnetized. Yep two pieces, one piece on the door, one piece above the door frame. And as long as they're lined up and they touch or get a magnet sense from each other, when the door's closed, you're good. 
the minute that seal breaks on the magnet, then that's the sign for the alarm. Yep. And uh, they're very easy. And, and the great thing is a lot of these do-it-yourself stuff, you can have some and add some over time. If you start to think that maybe there's another window or place you want to have it, you can certainly build those up over time um, yep. as you wish yep. within your your home. No, those are, those are great and uh, super simple. And they, you know, the only thing I would say is anything that you have wireless – you know, you probably want to get on a habit very similar to what we would do with our, uh, we've always done with uh, fire alarms, right? Every X number of months, you get up and just change the battery, right? And make sure because that's something yeah, that's you don't true. want a battery going out on since they are totally wireless. Yeah. You're talking about the coin batteries, you know, get in a habit of, of buying a bunch of them, switching them out um, and making sure that because it's, it's one thing you just don't know all the time is if it starts to go out. Well, it just stops working and you, you know, you've kind of lost the the use of it. So uh, doorbell, Alan, I would Other probably bring of- up doorbell real quick because nowadays yep. the camera oftentimes is built into the doorbell. Oh, so there's true. a lot of these yeah, uh, wireless doorbells that they become your camera, which is the point of contact that you want to be notified a lot of times. Someone coming to my door, uh, someone leaving a package, someone grabbing a package. That's a big thing now, right? I want to be able to see if someone's coming up to my to grab my Amazon package. So uh, I think that's a great place to have a camera. Uh, we don't have one right now. I don't know if you do. Do you have a doorbell camera? No, no, no not that, not the moment. We're considering it, whether we feel like we need it for, for where we're going. Yeah. And it kind of, I mean, nowadays with all the deliveries that are being built, we don't need it because we're in to where you can't really see our front door. Uh, so yeah. it feel like it's less uh, needed, but you know, if I had an exposed front door, that Amazon packages, which we get delivered a lot, uh, are there. I'd probably have a, a doorbell or at least a camera uh, on my front porch. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else do we so have? So that's another kind of camera. Yeah, so we, let's talk some more about some more sensors yeah. before we uh, talk about some other things. So, you know, door window sensors, that's kind of your traditional, pretty, pretty, pretty standard uh, fare for a security system. Um, motion detectors, you know, a lot of these do-it-yourself options, either individual um, vendors, or if you go to a single vendor and try to get all the pieces are going to sell motion detectors, Mm -hmm. just little, they're not cameras. They are truly just detectors to say, I will sound an alarm or trigger an alarm if something passes in front of me and I register it as motion. Um, And uh, even sound detection, which I think is really interesting. I've never had a sound detector uh, sensor in my house before, but I've always been curious about it. Basically notifying you if it hears windows glass breaking yep. or something else destructive sounding. So um, again, between sensors for just tracking open and close of windows or doors, sensors to track motion and sensors to track noise. The idea is that you're kind of covered with all those types of sensors yep. around your house. Yeah. And I'll, I'll bring up, I ended up putting the, uh, <clears throat> the sound detection and the the notes because so if you have an Amazon dot, right, that's one of those that actually has a feature on it, which is kind of cool because it's always listening, right? I mean, that's its purpose. Uh, it has a feature on there where you can set for away mode, I believe it's called uh, travel mode, something like that. And if you set that in place, basically it's, it's going to start listening, but it's going to be listening for glass breaking, um, you know, things that, uh, are happening that it may think something's going wrong, like, um, uh, smoke alarm, right. It goes off. It detects that and then has so a series of things that could happen. It's going to notify you. Um, I, it's also, I remember I talked about this, I think back when we talked about our, um, 
well, our uh, assistants, our digital home assistants, right? That we talked about. There was a there was a, a new thing that came out that said, okay, if if I'm away away mode, I want you at certain times of the day, I want you to have a conversation. I want you know the Amazon dot mm-hmm. to start just talking like there's people inside, so that uh, we can try to scare people away. Um, so there's a couple of those things that you may already have as parts of your digital assistant that you might look into to say, oh, well, maybe I don't need an actual sound detection. If this thing's close to a door, I can just tell it, you know, when I'm away, I want you to, I want you to be listening, you know, for a door opening window. I had not, not ever had any experience with uh, using the Alexa models to do uh, sound detection. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Yep. It makes, makes perfect sense. If you already have it in the house, you might as well use it. And I don't know so. if Google Home does that. I don't know if the the HomePod does that, if there are features that are in the works, but I would imagine the beauty is they're always listening. Mm-hmm. And if you can just yeah. tweak them to <laughs> what it is that they're listening towards. And the fear is that they're always listening. They're always right, listening. So. so, you know, they're, they're going to be the ones that are going to hear somebody opening a door, opening a window when they're not supposed to. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we've talked cameras. There's camera, you know, we've got cameras, we've got sensors. Um, the uh, last piece I think we were going to talk about there, you know, smart locks. Yeah. We're talking about more digitally enhanced locks for doors. Because again, if somebody is going to try to break into a house, you know, they're going to have to kind of break through some sort of door or window. And usually the door is going to be trying to force through the, uh, the lock or pick the lock or anything else with that. So with at least a locking system, um, you have some advantages if you go with a more technology-driven uh, lock as part of your home security system. Uh, again, it's not something I personally have had direct experience with, uh, putting a lock yeah. in the house that's a smart lock. But I do know it's got some great capabilities to unlock. You can have some that can unlock by your phone being mm-hmm. in close proximity. So in other words, you don't have to fumble for a key. You don't have to try to find something. You just hold your phone relatively close to the lock and it will automatically unlock it when it detects that Yeah, or doing it through a mobile app. If you are you know, driving in and before you go up to the door, or if it's outside and you want to unlock it, you know, you can do that from your, your mobile app and then that the lock's undone for you ready to go inside the house. Um, there's some other things with, with the, the locks I'm missing on that. Well, not really, but <clears throat> I did want to mention that uh, to Alan, you and I struggled as to whether or not locks would be, security or what locks there's going to be safety, right? We also talked about it being the safety yeah. because there's a part of me that says all the digital locks and all the smart locks, I can't, I can't decide how that makes you more secure. And maybe you can help me out with this, right? Because of the fact that it's going to open up in other ways <laughs> doesn't make me feel like it's more secure. It makes me feel like it's more convenient, Right. I guess you could say yeah. that there are there are ways. Here's where I would say the security part is if I go away and I'm driving down on vacation and I think, oh, crap, did I lock the door? Being able to do that from remote is great, just like your well, garage door and all of that. That I could see you well, making yourself more secure. But can you can you think of other ways that this is going to make you more secure? Well, in that same situation, if I'm out of the state and I get a notification that my door lock was yeah, open. Okay. That to me is like, okay, I, w- I would want to know that. I want to know if somebody figured out a way to get into my door. Yeah. So you could be notified to say, look, I, you know, don't have to sound the alarm. Just notify me if the door is unlocked at any point. Yeah. Because either somebody's, you know, you're concerned about could somebody get in if they know how to hack the system or if they can, you know, spoof it somehow, or at least you could get notified that, yes, somebody just unlocked your door, even though your entire family is with you 
even yeah. another part of the country. Yeah. Um, but you know, technically that could well. happen from a sensor too, right? If someone opened my door, I got a sensor well. that yep. did it. So I'm, you know, I've been trying to think of because I've always loved the idea of a smart lock and it, it was really never for security. I didn't feel like it was it's going to convenient. make me more secure. It was going to be, I want to make sure, I guess you could say, I want to make sure my wife can get inside the house if she happens to forget her keys or happens to lose her keys. I want to yeah. make sure she can get in, right? That's a, maybe a security issue too, to say, hey, I don't want her stuck outside. I want her to be more secure, but that's also really convenience, right? Um, yeah. But I think the idea of of being able to lock it or assure that it's locked when you're away is where it kind of helps with security. And we'll bring it up again, I think, when we talk about safety in our last deep dive to say, by the way, this is also maybe a borderline safety, borderline convenience, right? You kind of look at and see what it's going to do for you. I get a little nervous about things like smart locks because, yeah. you know, if the system goes wrong and it triggers accidentally, or let's say that I'm at my house and I have it so that it automatically locks when I get certain distance away from my house. Well, what happens if I'm in my backyard and I'm not that distance away yet? Does that mean my front door stays unlocked and someone could then come in? That's where I get really concerned about how far away does it trigger? What's the what's the the rules the way I set it up? Well, and keep in mind that with all of this, if we are talking about things that depend on the internet, um, then you know, if the internet stops working, um, yep, there's a problem. That's kind of tough. Yep. Now, a home security system, yes, that is a problem if the internet goes down because you will not get notifications, you will not get anything. So your your home is more vulnerable if you're out of the house, but a, a lock. If the internet goes down and you don't have a way of controlling that lock or, or locking or unlocking it remotely, I mean, that could be an issue. Yeah. You know, that could yeah. be a more, more of a, a difficult situation to deal with. So just some things to keep in mind. I have not gotten a hundred percent into the lock yet yeah. for the, a lot of the reasons you described. Everything for me would be convenience yeah. and it's not been a super high on the priority to make convenient yet, but, um, I love the idea of minimizing how many keys I got to carry around yeah. everywhere. That that would be nice. Um, yeah. So I'm intrigued, but uh, I, I do think it's a little bit more of a, I, I think it leans more to the convenience side. I, than the I agree. Side. I agree. And I, yeah. and I, but I would say just what you just mentioned was perfect. Keep that in, keep that in mind. If you're buying one, there needs to be a backup, a backup portion yeah. of this thing. Either it needs to have, so if the wireless went out, maybe it has a short range Bluetooth that also recognizes someone getting close, or you can see a lot of them have the keypad on them. It's like, hey, okay, you got here, you didn't have your phone or wireless is out. Keypad will also let you in or a key override, which of course doesn't get by your issue of having no key, but I would rather have a, a fail safe. I'd rather have a backup on that as opposed to any of the other sensors, things we've been talking about. I'm okay if they go out as long as I can, you know, a short time fix them. But that's one of those that the convenience goes out as well, right? Which is a problem. So Be really tough. Yeah. All right. Well, what? So that, that's uh, that, Brian, let me, let me do this. I do want us to take a really quick break. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I know. Sorry. We've been going for a while, but we, we got to take a break. Yep. We still got some more to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about kind of what are some features you need to be looking at when you get into some of these do-yourself uh, situations or systems, and a couple other considerations. And then we'll do our brothers and tech suggestions on the topic as well. So stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back after this very quick break. Thanks for listening, to brothers and tech. I'll talk to you in a moment. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, 
visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome back to Brothers in Tech. Alan and Brian Jackson here talking about home security systems as part of our home automation series of episodes these last few weeks. And we just finished talking kind of the more nuts and bolts of what elements make up a home security system. We are steering our conversation right now really to a more do-it-yourself type of home security system. You know what elements you want to get for your home. You are able to go out and get them and you're able to install them yourself. So that's where we are is uh, we're going to talk a little bit more now about what are some things you need to be considering? What are some features you maybe want to be looking for? What are some considerations you need to make if you're going to go down this path? I think it's all important questions to be asking and things to think about before you just jump in and buy a system online. Yeah. Uh, you need to consider these things. So Brian, I'm, I'll start with okay. one here. And this is, we've already mentioned it about monitoring service. Keep in mind that, you know, uh, some of these, you build your own do-it-yourself systems, uh, out of the box, they're not going to include a monitoring service in many cases, meaning there are many of these products that don't offer any kind of monitoring service for them, meaning you are monitoring them yourself. Um, they are going to notify you when something happens, when their alarm is tripped or whatever that sensor is detecting, but that's still up to you. In other words, there's not another company behind you watching and going to call the police or do anything else for you on your behalf. So that's called self-monitoring. And it is uh, important to consider that if you're going to build your own kind of uh, taking devices from different vendors and kind of stitching them together and making them work, and they're all going to be based on notifications to you, the, then you're sacrificing a, a professional service monitoring for you. And you just need to understand the trade-offs with that. Um, I think a lot of people are very happy and comfortable with just getting notifications themselves. But if you're someone that travels a lot and you're maybe out of cell phone signal a lot of times, just keep that in mind that if they can't reach you through a notification, uh, there's nobody that's going to be your backup if you're doing self-monitoring. Right. So just something to keep in mind yeah. um, with that. Um and then, uh, so that mean, monitoring service, I think, is just important to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think another one, Alan, that it's kind of important, especially um, since we talked about the camera is kind of your hub for most of these systems now, right? You have to have a camera, or you're most likely going to have a camera when you're looking at a system. Um, I think the this was actually something that I've kind of played around with too to try to figure out: Do I want access to the recordings of this video? Or do I just want it to be recognizing things that are happening? So there's a difference between having a camera that will notify me, hey, movement just happened. And then also having something that says, by the way, two weeks from now, I can go back and look and see who that person was that was in my house or what that movement was. So a lot of these services will have video recordings that occur, but only either short-term recordings uh, some of them will have all time recording where it's recording all the time and maybe it only holds on to it for a certain amount of time. And then there's going to be other services that actually have, you know, you, you have access to that for a very long period of time. So, and you have to pay more for most of those. So the cloud service, the cloud backup, uh, or is this something that can be stored on your own system? Can you have it recorded onto a hard drive so that you own it mm -hmm. and you ac have access to it? Or do you want it on a cloud? You know, for example, the system that we have, and I say system, the camera that we have, um, since we're not paying anything at all, I don't pay the monthly service for it, 
I have access to small video clips of when something moves. So when there's movement, it records, I think, a very short 10 seconds, and then that's it. That's the only thing it's recording is when those snippets of movement happen. And it also only keeps that recording, I think, for maybe seven days. So if I'm away, some movement happens, I need to go into that and either personally record what I'm seeing so that I can save it uh, or realize that I need to access it within seven days or it's gone. Um, So that's kind of a a negative of a system like that, but also a positive that you're not paying for it. I could pay a next level, which is, hey, it stays around for 30 days or it's going to record all the time. And it's just like a, a, a business security system where I could then go back and scroll through the time and see what all was happening throughout the day. So you got to figure out kind of how much information do you want? Do you expect to actually want to go back into video uh, of things when triggers did not happen? Or are you only looking for specific things? Hey, there was movement. Let me take a look and see what was moving. Great. I don't need to worry about it. And I'm done. So yeah. What do you what do you have do you access get? to, Alan? What do you what does your system allow you to do? Can you go back and see cameras? Not not really okay. as much. No. I can I can go in and I can trigger a record remotely anytime I want to, but I it's not automatically recording or keeping anything in cache for any period of time yeah. uh for me automatically. Okay. So which is something I think would be nice, and that's another reason I'm looking, looking for a different, different system. Different yeah. System. Yeah. With that all right you take so the next yeah one. i think the video camera recording capabilities is something if that's important to you you need to really make sure whatever component you get is going to have some of that in there um accessing your system remotely um most all will let you do this to some degree no matter what i mean at, at this point i think just about anybody that's the whole benefit of doing this and using the internet to, to build your own is you can access these things wherever you are you don't have to be in your house to actually get access um, that it wasn't always the case, especially with the more traditional services. It used to be a, there was no way to control it out. Once you left your house, you had to use the keypad and that was it mounted at your door. But now you do have remote access for most all uh, things you can get. I, th- I think it's more important just to make sure that if you want to be able to do things like see your camera remotely or trigger certain functions to happen remotely, just making sure that the the pieces you're getting or the system you're buying into allows you to do everything you want to do remotely um, from that. I want to peer into my camera. Will it allow you to do remote viewing of your camera? Uh, Can I start a recording of my camera from from remotely? Um, Can I do the speaking into the intercom from somewhere else over my phone? Those are all questions you just want to make sure. Do you have the kind of remote control, remote access to these things that you're going to want um, going forward? Yeah. And keep in mind, if you have remote access, you need to, to really look at the fine print regarding your security of that uh, system. I mean, you're, you're doing this as a security system. So you're hoping that there's a lot of security features in place so that not everybody has access to your system Uh, or talking about recording a minute ago, you know, ring, I think it was ring that got in trouble for a while about people's video was then public, not public domain, but it was, you know, shared back to Ring that therefore they had access to lots of people's videos, right? So you have a camera and it's on, it's recording. There's more people that have access than just you. Um, so I think kind of looking at the fine print, you know, who has access, what are the layers? If you're really worried about that sort of thing, you need to look into a system that does recording to your own device, recording to a hard drive, and that you have access to the hard drive. Because if you're doing cloud recording, 
You know, there are some concerns there. Me, I walk around naked all the time. I don't really care, right? And, you know, they're probably have no interest whatsoever to look into that video. I really could have used a heads up on that before we stayed (laughs) at your place over Christmas. So, Yeah, well, you know. People, people have learned now not to not to dial into my system. Uh, so uh, let's see. Another uh, issue that or concern to keep in mind is uh, expandability. We talked about this before, right? If you're going to start a system, it'd be really good to have a system that can be developed further. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the things that I would really suggest to people do is if you're okay with it, do the a la carte, start with one piece get get used to the way that it works and then try to figure out what else you need to build on it. Because if you yeah. go and just say, well, Simply Safe says I need these 10 pieces. And again, you talked about it. You're in a home, you're in an apartment and you only maybe have one door entry and you're on the second floor. Nobody's going to be coming in the balcony. There's really not a lot of need for all the system pieces that it's going to give you. So, uh, but yeah. get into something that can be expandable, that you can add a new sensor, add, a, uh, add another uh, door lock, add another camera and feel as though they're all going to work together. So I think it's helpful. Just like in a situation I'm in where, you know, going into our new house, I, I, I don't know exactly what all other pieces I may need. So I'm going in with kind of a basic starting set of pieces. I'm pretty sure I know are going to be useful, but I'm sure once we get into the house and we kind of get familiar with it, there's probably going to be a couple of places like, wow, we really need, to add a motion sensor in this spot, or I really need another door sensor here. So I really want to make sure any platform is one that you can easily add to or get more elements for it and, and not have not be tied down with any restrictions at all on that. So it's important. Yeah. Pets. We've talked about pets a little bit. I think important to make sure that uh, a lot of the security systems, you know, obviously know that homes sometimes have pets in them and make sure the motion sensors and the other things that you put in place that could be triggered by a pet have options to help avoid pet triggers. Yeah. Many of them will kind of work with you to say, all right, well, if if you tell it that there's a pet in the house in the setup, then it will make sure it doesn't try to detect any motion on just a lower portion of the floor. Yeah. But um you know, that's things you do have to make sure you've got options to do yep. because like you said, there's nothing worse than getting notifications every time a dog walks into the, to the camera view right. and there not really be a way to, to eliminate that. So making sure there's pet, fr- pet friendly sensors uh, to not trigger that if you have a pet in the yeah. house. And controllability of that. I'll, I'll kind of give a quick side note. Let's say that you're someone who starts setting up your own system and you get a new puppy and you know the puppy has a tendency of breaking out of its, you know, of its crate or te- has a tendency of attacking, you know, your, your couch. Well, now the camera, you might take off those pet sensors and make it so that you get notified when that dog is moving around. And, you know, a lot of these have the ability for you to then send your voice into the camera and kind of yell at the dog to say, you know, stop doing that, right? So there are some sure. other kind of beauties of do-it-yourself systems like this, where you could have very unique situations where you're like, you know what, I'm going to turn the camera here for the next week because this is something I'm you know, worried about, or this is something that I'd like to be notified about. So yeah, good call on that. Yep. Um, um, yeah. So I was going to, I was going to mention, go ahead. You go ahead. Brian. <laughs> it's my no, turn. No, no, you my go ahead. Turn. Uh, fine, fine. You, yeah, that's right. You did. You did. I did the last yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. your turn. Go okay. ahead. Um, I think it's, we talked about expandability, but I think integration is another term that's really, really important here. Um, and we talked about it earlier because if I buy a 
camera from Wise and I buy a um, uh, a, a Nest um, uh, sensor and I buy a lock from another you know device. One easy way is if you can get comfortable with some of the uh, uh, the home systems like HomeKit, like uh, Amazon systems, like Google system that allow all of these devices to integrate. And if they can integrate, then you've got one hub that then can notify you or can allow all of these things to be controlled. Um, so I think smart home integration, but also can it trigger other things, right? Maybe you want it to say, the moment this window opens, turn on this floodlight, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you have a camera that's close by. And of course the camera may not be the best in dark. So therefore I want that light to come on that then allows my camera to pick up whatever is happening at that window. Um, that's a really cool way of expanding what you do. And actually something that even those full systems we talked about at the beginning can't do or don't yeah. do very well. That's, that's you, thing is that you, yeah. You can't uh, go into some of these professionally installed systems and then configure them to have basically yeah. it's like scripting. It's like triggers yeah. and say, I want this to happen if this other thing happens. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it, if you go into a system where all the uh, pieces are from the same vendor, there may be, they may have some capabilities to do that on their online app or their mobile app. But uh, the beauty of using a home kit or Alexa on the Google, on the Amazon side or Google home platform is uh, finding the devices that will work with that, that platform you choose means you not only have all of that possibility of how you tie them together and make them work in concert with one another, but also um, you only have to deal with one app in many cases to go and like control them. Because to keep in mind, if you go buy a lock from one vendor and you buy a motion sensors from another and you buy a, you know, a, a camera from another, and if they don't all work with the same home um, system that you've got, uh, you have to install apps for each of those different manufacturers, which means you've got to track if the app is uh, needing to be updated. Uh, you know, if you get a notification, or is it going to be really easy to get to the right app quickly and know what's going on? It's just it, it kind of. I don't care for having multiple apps to basically deal with one larger function. I'd rather have it all under one. So that's why I think having them all together yep. in a uh, home kit or Alexa or Google home format is really the way to go with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Um, uh, now is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn now. You can go. Okay. <laughs> um, so a uh, little consideration here is uh, wireless or wired system. Mm -hmm. And it, probably a moot point nowadays because almost everything you can get is going to be a wireless home security system or, or modules to use. But um, I did run across a couple in my research of trying to find some some platforms to put in place. Uh, one of them, uh, even the company I'm going to be going with, they have an older model that you can get that's a little bit cheaper uh, but it requires a, a hardwired Ethernet connection to work. Wow. It can't work over wireless. So there are still some of those out there. So just be mindful if you, you you decide to get a camera or any other module. Just make sure it can work wirelessly because uh, there are some out there that require hardline e Internet or Ethernet or to get their Internet connection. And then, of course, you've still got some of the more uh, traditional, professionally installed models that may have to be run wires through your house. Yeah, so yeah. again, uh, if we're talking do it yourself, we're talking this kind of mode of going out and getting your own pieces. Definitely think the wireless is the way to go because it's going to be super easy to install and you can move it anytime you want to and not have to worry about it. Um, 
So I, I would really encourage yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And for sure. I would also add just on that piece that you may be concerned that you think, oh, I have a bad Wi-Fi network. You know, I always have trouble with Wi-Fi in my house. These things don't require a lot of a great signal, right? I mean, they're going to, they're going to, as long as you can get it to rich initially connect, you're going to be, you're going to be okay. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I'll just extend what you just said about wireless sound to also the question of how does it get its power? So we've got all these sensors, we've got all these things, the cameras and all of that. Are they battery powered or are they uh, wired? And you may think, well, security, I want it wired because I want the power always to be there. But you're also then limiting your location, right? You're limiting where it can be. Um, so I think looking at a combination, I'm a big fan of the battery power, but I'm also mm -hmm. a big fan of the rechargeable ones. Anything that can be recharged because I don't like to continue to waste money on batteries. So if I can find something that allows me every three months to pull it in, plug it in, charge it up, and allow it allows it to, to work for a certain amount of time, then that's ideal. Uh, and those are hard to come by, but there there's many of them are just sensors that are, you know, simple coin batteries or something like that. So I mean, I'll tell you this. Uh, you, you're right. I, I I definitely I like having the battery power option, but like you said, they drain so little yeah. power that I've had some sensors that I mean. You've never I've had, had so many sensors in a few years, and I don't, I haven't been notified of a low battery yet. I mean, um, it's really either running. Either that means they're not working anymore and haven't worked they, for three years. Been dead they won. Yeah. <laughs> have you checked that room yet to see if you still have your valuables or not? Or what? I keep having people steal stuff out of my house, and I have no <laughs> idea why. Yeah. So no, but they do last a really long yeah. time. So yeah. that's the good thing about it is you're right. They're not processing a lot of power to do what they're doing. So, yep. um, I just want to bring up something that is kind of a, an interesting model in doing my research on some different home security systems that I do think is interesting. Um, and this is truly for the person who does, wants this to be completely turnkey, meaning I don't want to even have to go and punch in a code to disarm. I don't want to have to go turn on or off anything on my phone. I just want it to work and it work and it gets to know me like a learning, almost like a learning security system. So Ecobee, the company that makes, uh, they make a lot of smart thermostats. They're very well known for that. Uh, we're kind of a competitor with you know Nest and mm -hmm. some of the other ones. They have rolled out a line of home security devices, which is pretty cool in that they use the thermostat as the hub for your home security uh, platform. But instead of having a keypad or, or anything on a, uh, on a phone app that you have to turn on or off or manually, it's meant to be a learning security system, which means if it detects that you leave your house based on geolocation of your phone, it will automatically arm your house when you leave. Sweet. And then as you approach your house, it knows your phone is approaching, it's going to disarm. So in other words, it's completely hands-off at that point. And it's doing it based on a learning process of knowing you and your habits and where you are. Uh, if you have multiple people in the house, it's gonna you can register all of their individual phones. So as long as one person is still in the house, it will never arm. But the minute that last person leaves, it arms everything. I like that concept. Yeah. Uh, I decided not to go that direction just because I, I think there's been too many times I've left my phone in the house and or uh, or left my phone somewhere else and still need to go to my house. And I don't like the idea of being locked out completely. 
or having it armed uh, away from that. So there's some things, there are some caveats for me, but I do think there are some people that this would work perfectly for. Yeah. And it's a really nice model. I love the idea of just not having to think about it at all. Just walk in and out of your house on a normal basis and it will arm and disarm automatically. Yeah. So some things to keep in mind that there's some great new models that are still being developed in the home security field. Yeah. Now, just to just to play devil's advocate on that last piece, and I could see why you would not go with that model from the phone aspect, but also think about it the reverse, right? Where where are you right now? You're in the, the depths of your house, right? Down in the basement. And if you were the only one home, your phone's there, it, dis, it disarms. The rest of your house, you probably wouldn't know if someone came in upstairs right now, right? I mean, you're kind of tucked away. So all of a sudden, now you have to kind of set up lots of different rules that says, well, you know, but if I'm here right? Keep this part on, That's right? True. So yeah. there's there's some, do think through, you know, the the uh, possibilities, which are awesome. I love the automation. I love the integration of different things. But think about the, the way that you work in your house, the way that you kind of operate, and is it really going to be efficient or is it going to be more of a hassle? So that's uh, absolutely. You definitely do not want a home security system, an automated home security system to be more hassle yep. to manage. And that's why it's great. We have these options, but we do encourage a lot of working and researching. I mean, I've been researching home security stuff for like the last month, just trying to find what's going to be a good fit for our situation. Yep. may not be the perfect system for other homes or other families, but it is the one that's going to work best for us. So yeah. um, a lot of considerations, a lot of things to think through. The great news is that you're at a good time where there's some really fun, interesting options to get into for home security and you can easily build them yourself yep. and you can start small and grow over time. It's a lot of, a lot of fun, fun things to do to play with in the home security space right now. Yeah. So. And I would say if you're somebody who has a wireless system at your house and you have a cell phone that you keep with you, your options are endless. I mean, you've got, yeah. uh, you've got really everything built. at your fingertips. If you're willing to do some simple installation and remind yourself to change batteries, if you're, if you're that kind of person, then there are tons of options, tons of things that can uh, can work for your uh, for your use. So, so Brian, are we are we to a point where we can oh, talk about our uh, yes our brothers and tech suggestions now? Our bits, yeah, it's bit time. Yeah, right. let's do it. That do time, it. do you want? Why, why don't uh, you, you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, so my my bit for the week um, is I will go ahead and be upfront and say, this is something I do not have. Um, but I have interacted with this device before. So I, 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 uh, I can speak to kind of it's, um, the way it's made and the way it works, uh, which is the Arlo essential spotlight camera. So now we've been talking about camera systems or, uh, security systems that have cameras mainly as their hub. Uh, Arlo is is a company that I really like, and um, I've you know I actually researched them for our parents. Uh, they didn't end up going with it because they didn't get one yet. But uh, this is the one that I recommended for them. And it, here's the reason I like it. So this really is Arlo is kind of like a uh, it's its main purpose of this company initially was cameras. Okay, it's it's creating a camera system that can go around your house, both inside and out. Um, it now has branched out into other things like locks and, uh, and doorbells, I believe. But Arlo is one that has a camera system where you can kind of, you know, piece together, you know, a six camera system, something like that to go indoor and out. 
here's the reason I like them. Uh, one is that they are they're battery operated. So the battery is willing to blasting about six months. So you can have this thing up in a high location. You don't have to continue to go up and, uh, and mess with it. You can, you know, bolt it in without having wire, without having electricity. Uh, so that means it can be put in better places, places that, you know, you don't have to uh, be limited to where it can go. The other reason I like it, and one of the reasons I was suggesting it for our parents was that, okay, so it's battery operated. That's great. But if these things are mounted in high locations, that means you're having to constantly go up on ladders in order to, you know, uh, pull them down and all of that, which can be problematic. And, and, you know, if I had a system where it was a battery operated camera, I had to be up on a ladder, I had to change a battery on the ladder. That's to me, that's a problem. That's a security system issue itself. Mm -hmm. Well, what's beautiful about these Arlo cameras is that they're magnet to the base. So it's a very heavy magnet. So you could actually get up on a ladder and just pull the camera off of the base because it's a magnet, take it down, go plug it in, charge it, you know, for an hour. And it's good for the next six months. You reach back up there and just pop it back on its magnet base. So I like the fact that you're not having, when it's mounted, it really isn't mounted. I mean, it's not, it's not put in a place where you're having to reach up and change batteries or charge while it's in its mounted location. You don't have to unscrew anything to take it down. It really is just a heavy magnet. And the nice part about the heavy magnet, it's on a ball, a ball joint. So when it's in its magnet, this thing can just be tilted and turned, however, and it's going to stay in that position. So it's a really, to me, it's a, it's a great system. Now, I had someone ask me when I told them about it, well, doesn't mean someone could steal it pretty easily? And of course, someone else could reach up there and grab your camera and take it away. But they're also on camera, right? I mean, you're getting recorded all the time. So someone that's willing to do that is is probably not very smart to begin with. So uh, so I would say that, you know, yeah, it is something that could be stolen. But I think every camera you have could be stolen, right? It's just a matter of whether they're fixed to the door enough, right? so, yeah. yeah so i love this one because it's wireless it means it can go anywhere it can be mounted anywhere you're not limited by where your wire is um it also is wi- wireless so it's going to record back to a hub you can get i think you can set it up to record to a hard drive your own system or you can get it to record cloud which of course costs more um but I just I love the way it's I love the way it's made. I love that that ability to easily pull something down, not have to unscrew anything in order to take it down. I love the fact that you can charge it rather than just replacing batteries and wasting batteries. Um, so I think uh, and I think there's a few of them that do that. But I, I think Arlo does a really nice job of uh, of uh, making that system work. So and just some other things that it, uh, it's waterproof. So, of course, you have it outdoors. Um it has night vision built in. So of course it's recognizing movement even, you know, without light. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of great features to it. It's a, it's about $130 for this camera, but you can get multiple camera systems, you know, a three camera pack or a six camera pack, depending on how many of those you want. And, uh, so mm-hmm. it's a little pricey, um, but it is, uh, I think they're, they're really well made and, uh, uh seem to, to do some, some pretty cool features. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Very interesting. Um, well, I, I, I have mentioned how, you know, of course, I've said several times, moving into a new house, it was kind of perfect timing for me to look at what I do security system-wise. I am a, I'm a big HomeKit user. That's the Apple ecosystem for, for uh, home automation. That's the platform I've kind of decided I want to stay in. 
So all the devices I've got in my house are HomeKit compatible. If I get something new in the future, I want it to work with my existing platform. So I can go to one app on my phone, the Home app, and know that I can control everything. So getting a security system that was going to work with HomeKit was very important to me. And we also, as a family, kind of feel like that we do want to have some level of monitoring available to us, but yet not locked into a long-term contract. We can use it and see if we feel like it's going to meet our needs. So the system we're going with is from a company called Abode, hmm. A-B-O-D. And they have uh, several levels of their security system. Uh, you can buy a base hub, which is basically their camera. They call it the IOTA security kit. And the security kit comes with their main hub, which is a camera that uh, has a motion sensor built in. It's got a siren built in. Um, and then it also comes additionally with a door sensor and a key fob. That's kind of the base system that you can get. So if you think about a door sensor on maybe your front door or most accessible door, you've got the big camera hub sitting in uh, that has a nice field of view so it can see everything motion-wise across your house. And then it comes with a key fob, and that's how you would arm and disarm it uh, uh, from the little key fob you've got. It's about 250 bucks to get that basic kit. The reason we're going that direction is because we can also add on through the same company. We can add on more door sensors. We can add on uh, additional cameras if we wanted to. We are getting a, a uh, keypad because we do feel like that there's just with four members in our family coming and going, we just feel like a keypad might be a little bit more uh, yep. something we're used to walking in the door, punching the code, you know, use that keypad instead. Um, but they also sell things like a water sensor and a water, water detector, other things. I know we'll talk about when we get to the safety side of things, but I like the idea of it all kind of being one system that all easily works together. It all works on HomeKit, Uh, and it's, uh, people say it's a little more Mac friendly. You know, of course that's what I use as a Mac. So I wanted something that was going to play nicely with, um, my computing preferences, and uh, so that's the direction we're going. So we're using the Abode system. We're starting with the, the, the core security kit, but we've added a few door and uh, window sensors. And then we will, and then we're adding a keypad. So that's kind of the system we're building and going to get started with. I love the fact that I can, again, install it all myself, put it all up there. They do offer monitoring. You're not required to use their monitoring. Um, you can just buy it and have it be notification based. But if you wanted the monitoring, they have two levels. They have a kind of a basic level, which is what we're going to use uh, for a while. And then a more advanced with a lot more recording capabilities and other things you can do on a higher level uh, with their, with their monitoring service. So that's uh, the direction we're going. That's going to be my preliminary um, brothers in tech suggestion. Although I will say, <laughs> uh, you know, You've come back get into it work and you know, I may be singing a different tune when we come back together, yeah. but uh so far, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think that's where we where we plan to go. That's good. That's good. And I will just say, I'm gonna I'm not gonna make it a bit, but uh, the the system that I use, I'm gonna say their name again uh, because I've said it many times. But Wise, which does some really nice uh, a la carte sorts of things for pretty inexpensive. Um, we have a Wise camera, we have Wise door and our door sensors and a wise motion sensor. And I think all of four or five of those pieces together maybe cost a total of $70, something like that. So they're very uh, inexpensive. Uh, you do have to do some manual, you know, um, uh, 
setup of those things to where you have to get them to talk to each other. And, and I've had some, a few little quirks here and there, so they're not quite as smooth. But, you know, if you're on a budget, take a look at WISE as well to see if it might be something that uh, at least gives you kind of your minimal security uh, that you're wanting. So very cool. Yep. All right. Well, we got some good uh, picks out there on the table there and some suggestions for you. Again, a lot of options in the home security space. If you're willing to go with, you know, kind of being controlled by your phone or mobile app, or uh, if you're willing to kind of go and install the devices yourself, which again, is a very, very simple process nowadays. A lot of great options on that, but still we'll back up and say that, look, if, if after hearing all this, you say, look, I don't even want to think about all this. (laughs) I don't want to install it. I don't want to deal with it you still have the professional services that can come in and do it all for you. Just know that the the cost per month will be higher and you may be limited on some of the flexibility you've got that we've discussed in this episode. Um, Personally, I I love the idea of building my own and kind of shaping it over time to better fit my needs and the needs of my family. So that's, uh, that's the direction we're going as well. Nice. All right. So Brian, as we wrap up here, if uh, somebody wants to kind of follow up with us, give any questions, uh, feedback, ideas, or even talk about some future things for us, uh, how can they go about doing so? Yeah, send us an email to uh, info at themesh.tv. That's info at themesh.tv. Tell us uh, tell us your security, uh, home security uh, system uh, preferences and um, uh, tell us uh, kind of what you, what you like to use and why, and uh, we can kind of pass that along. We're always looking for new ideas. There's so many of those out there. We'd love to hear what, uh, what you can vouch for, uh, but, or tell us, uh, tell us what topics you'd like us to get into in the future. Uh, we've got some, uh, some new things happening with the brothers in tech with the start of the new year uh, soon. So we'd love to, to hear ideas that you want us to jump into and, uh, and uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can cover some of those. We're always looking for new ideas to to uh, to research ourselves. So info at themesh.tv. All right. Very cool. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, this has been Brothers in Tech, and you're here on the mesh.tv podcast network. And we encourage you to check out other podcasts on the mesh.tv podcast network as well. Or you can go back in time and listen to old episodes of this particular show as uh, as we go forward. And uh, we will have one more deep dive episode on this topic of home automation. So we do encourage you to check that out as we talk about more uh, safety things. You know, security is all about keeping people out of your house and making sure you know if somebody does try to do so. Safety is really about how we uh, monitor the things going on in our house and make sure we stay and keep our environment safe and using technology to do that. So that'll be our next and last deep dive on the home automation topic coming up next. So for Brothers in Tech... This is Alan Jackson, Brian Jackson on the other end. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. There's the alarm. We must be done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.